Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to My Millennial Investor. Today we have a unique opportunity I think what I try to do, I think if you've been listening for you know the last year, you understand that this weird American who talks in your ear once a week is always trying to find the most easiest, opportunistic, uh, worth your value, I guess, is maybe where I'm trying to land, investment opportunities. And when the eBusiness Institute came across my email, I thought this is something that can provide maybe a passive, slightly passive, it, it's leaning into that fire type lifestyle been chatting with Matt Rad and he's got a great story lots of interesting background in the financial world and lots of investment kind of wisdom he can bestow upon us so today on my millennial investor we're talking to Matt from the eBusiness Institute we're going to learn about selling websites we're going to look into different ways of generating slightly passive income so that your money can make you money You're listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams, so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Let's get into it. Matt Rod, really interesting story. He's used a totally unconventional method to create financial freedom in his lifetime. You know, he's starting basically from nothing and building up to high cash flow portfolio, mainly by buying and selling businesses. Uh, He and his wife, Liz, are website investors, which means they use digital assets to generate cash flow and to build wealth. It's a big statement, Matt. We're going to have to dig into that. The first in the world to build (laughs) and renovate websites and strategy. They now teach beginners from six to seven figure incomes. I know all of us like that idea. Who doesn't want a seven figure income? So Matt is going to share some insights today. We're going to have a casual conversation. Him and I have been chatting for a while now. And he really has some interesting stories. Let's start by welcoming Matt to the show. And we can't get past the point that you are a zoologist. <laughs> Let's start there for a quick second. <laughs> Welcome yeah, thanks to Thanks for Matt. having me on, Nick. It, it is an unusual start. It normally catches people by, by surprise, especially when they, they mainly hear about Liz and I as, you know, website investors. And then we say, oh, yeah, we started as zoologists. And everyone's like, what? How did that happen? And, and it is a good part of our story because... I think it shows even, you know, we're two kids from the country. We grew up in rural Australia and here we are today making our money in the digital, you know, digital economy and kind of it, it's, you know, it's very technical or it looks on the surface technical. But the point is I think that's what drives us today too. We love inspiring like your listeners who maybe are new to this and thinking, oh, I could never buy a website or invest into websites. There's too much technical stuff going on. Well, Nick, if we can do it as zoologists, then anyone can do it. So, yeah, and that was many years ago, I should say. That was like 30 odd years ago. That Liz and I met at uni. That's basically at studying zoology. I think as long as you're getting into uni, you're getting the degree, 
I think you're proof. Yep. It doesn't matter <laughs> what you're doing with that degree <laughs> afterwards. So all of you basket yeah. weaving majors out there, just stick with it. You might be able to get a yep. job one day. That's right. Well, yeah, our family were really disappointed because here we, we you know, go to uni and we're, we're destined to be Australia's leading experts on red kangaroos because that's what we specialised in. And then the minute we discovered business, you know, we read Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and we've read a bunch of other books like that. And we just went, uh-uh, the zoology is not going to cut it because we, we always wanted, probably like your listeners, my dream as a kid was financial freedom. We grew up with nothing like a lot of people did back then. Zoology clearly, you know, you're at the whim of the government. You always need funding and from universities and stuff. So we just discovered business and realised that will give us freedom, not just financial but also time. And I never wanted to work nine to five as a kid. It's something that would not suit me or Liz at all. And we basically got into our first business and just we were hooked within, I think, within 24 hours. We just loved it. It was awesome. It was we suddenly realised this is what I want to do with the rest of my life and I, we quit uni, handed back my scholarship and said, see ya, I'm, um, I'm going to do this business. I do like that you come to these moments in life and sometimes they don't seem like magical. It's, you're reading a book and it's like someone's telling you that there's, there's no assets in zoology and you need assets, not income, to generate wealth, to truly be... Uh, standing above the rest. If you're ever going to be approaching the 1% of the world, assets are what matter. You know, I, I always, I change the phrase. I, I say, we need our money making money. And when you're just earning an income, that's a very difficult thing. And that's, you know, obviously you can invest in shares and you can invest in businesses. So really you're just reading a book at college, at uni, and you're like, forget it. This is it. I'm, I'm changing the directory. What was that first business that, that made that shift for you guys? It was a little manufacturing business where we were, we were living in the, we moved back out into the country, out of Sydney, and we're, we're in rural southern New South Wales. And what attracted it to us was that it was, you could outsource it. So it, we, we made spare parts. This sounds really bizarre. Talk about niche. It was spare parts for brush cutters, you know, whippers, snippers. Oh. Yeah. And chainsaws. So we were, we, this little business made all the spare parts for it as aftermarket spares. And it was quite unique in its time. This was 30 odd years ago before manufacturing in China had fully taken off. And we just found it fascinating because you could live in the country, you could run this thing. And then every once a week, you might, or once every couple of weeks, you might drive into Sydney, which is, you know, one of our capital cities into those grimy industrial areas. And we, we'd outsource all the plastic injection molding and stuff. And then we take it back home. And we built that business up to the point where we were exporting to the US and we got it on some big brand names like Honda, Makita, um, Still, Husqvarna. And we learned a lot. It took us, it's easy sitting here, Nick, going, oh, I just bought a small business, turned into a big one and yeah. did the exit. And it, it was not that, uh, I'm, this is what drives us today. I tell you, we skirted bankruptcy like numerous times. We were on the edge financially the whole way. And we, because we made heaps of mistakes when we bought that business, we, we knew nothing. And no one in our family knew about business. And we relied on the advice of an accountant back then who got the due diligence completely wrong, literally within, you know, so I said within 24 hours, we were hooked, we loved it. And then basically the next week we realized, oh, okay, this thing's about to go bankrupt. That's why he sold it. And so 
we panicked, not panicked, but we never panicked, but we just all right, what are we going to do to turn this around? And we read some other books like Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar and all that sort of stuff. And we got this idea, we realised, because we knew nothing about business and we we're listening to so much Zig Ziglar back then, he makes you feel good, he's an yeah, old time. I was about to say, you need Zig because he brings that zen of business and just the peace of mind. When you're about to go bankrupt every other payroll, Zig Ziglar keeps you on the straight and narrow. And, and that's what honestly helped us. He, he's so positive, you know, and, and over the top positive. But And the big thing, I think we got it mainly from him was, well, we know nothing about business, but one thing we can do is just learn sales and we'll turn it around. We'll just sell more and somehow we'll figure that out. And yeah. that's basically how we turned it around. That's like, that's such an important lesson that a lot of people who just, I was telling you earlier, I was talking to this guy stateside yesterday and he just like, how do I make money online? How do I make money online? And everybody wants this silver bullet per se, but really like, if you can't sell, you're going to have a very hard time succeeding in anything you're trying. Like the, the ability to be a salesperson, to communicate with another human being, to have a natural flow of conversation, if you can't do that, you're nearly dead in the water or you need an incredible sales team behind you, which is difficult for someone who's maybe just trying to start on their own and start small and be passive. So if you're listening you know, you're thinking, hey, this could be the silver bullet. It could be, but you need to practice being a normal human and selling and having some good communication skills. And another thing I like in that story, and then we'll keep moving on, the first business that you start may not be the one that you're going to retire with. It might be your stepping stone. It could be maybe you're cutting your teeth. You're you're getting excited about different opportunities but the thing that gets you to a certain income level may not be the thing that takes you to the next. You know, one investment may not take you to the end of the retirement. Some investments are cyclical. You know, it's interesting that you started that one business and here, you know, today we're talking about selling websites and flipping websites and what an interesting journey. On that point, Nick, I think it's really good advice for your listeners what Nick's saying, anyone listening to this. Liz and I also learned the power of diversification very early in the piece. Because we had that one business that was always on the edge financially, we actually started buying and selling lots of businesses and it was seasonal and we, and we, would, we were good at it. We could systemize them. So we, we always were looking for ways to essentially you know, work from home or be able to run multiple businesses. And that flows through to what we do today. We own a portfolio of websites and they're all it's all diversification and we don't rely on income from one website. We own, and that's what we teach our students to do. You start out small because exactly like you said, you typically don't make your money on your first business if you're new to it. There's a bit to learn. There's a, there's a lot to learn. And so when you get online, what we love about the online space, particularly if anyone's listening and thinking, I've always had a dream of having my own business, Getting online is actually really easy to test out what it's like to own your own business because you can buy these little tiny websites under a couple of grand or under five grand and just learn it and then you start buying more and you can build up a portfolio and that's basically what we did when we got online and that's now basically what we teach beginners to do. That's why we're able to get beginners so successful because typically within their portfolio of websites, there'll be one or two that, you know, make 80% of the profits, you know, the 80-20 rule. And that's, that's we've, you know, we've been doing that for 30 years and also investing in shares and it's always the 80-20 rule in our experience. So you're, you're building this portfolio, you guys are jumping into different businesses. At what point did you 
start looking into the website business. Was that when you first kind of thought of the idea, did you think this is going to be the end game or this is the one, or this is where I want to <laughs> yeah. put more of my time? Or were you like, hey, this could be a nice passive income to our portfolio of businesses? Like, How did it spark that interest for you? Awesome question. I think it was the former. It was literally when we saw, if you go back to our journey, buying and selling, and then we're doing it for high net worth with private equity firms and stuff. And we're doing deals up to 20 million with these bricks and mortar, particularly manufacturing or wholesale import businesses. And Liz and I were always looking for that perfect business model because when you're a young entrepreneur and all your money's tied up in inventory, it really holds you back. And it's, and it's complex running businesses like that cash flow wise and stuff. So to answer your question, when, when we discovered, saw this thing called the internet and we realized we can make money online without having to do physical inventory. So we're not talking e-commerce. We're literally just selling advertising or affiliate space on our websites or information products. It was literally, (laughs) that is the game changer for us. That's, that is kind of like the ultimate like what Robert Kiyosaki talked about, what, um, you know, and Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it's that ultimate asset. Like you said, right back at the beginning of this podcast, it was, we suddenly realized, no one else has figured this out, but websites are actually highly valuable assets. They're just like a little mini business, really high cash flows, and we can buy multiple ones of them. So we were really excited from day one when we discovered it. So what... What was the first, maybe not, you don't have to actually tell us the name, but what was the first type of website you bought? Like, or maybe now, when you're looking at buying a website, is your is your aim different now than it was back then? And what was maybe your first one you got into? Yeah, it's actually, our aim is exactly the same as all back then. So we started in the, we started in the GFC 2008 with online businesses. So we'd been buying and selling bricks and mortar businesses for like, what, 10, 15 years before that actually 15 years before that. And then in, around the GFC, we started to see and study up on the internet. And we were actually looking at it a couple of years before then. But you know what held us back the most, Nick, was the technical side. We couldn't, we didn't know how to build a website. Man, it was hard. Back then, there was no such thing as WordPress or anything like that. You had to hand code websites and we're like kids from the country with no idea how these bloody computers work. That's actually how I met Liz at uni because she was good on computers. Luckily, I copied one of her assignments because it was a computer's assignment. So that's how hopeless I was at, at computers, but that's what brought us together. But anyway, that's a side story, but it was quite funny. It took us two years and we were, we were a bit scared of the technical side. And then go Liz, she's a real go-getter and she's way smarter than me on computers. And she just said, all right, I'm gonna, this is such a good opportunity. I'm going to learn how to hand code. And so she hand coded a website and built one herself. And it's funny, what happened was that took a year or so to build that up and get it going. And she got it to making about $1,000 a month. That's net profit. And then she got that to making about $5,000 a month. And seriously impressive, but it was really, really hard. And it was when we were starting a family and she just said one day, what the hell are we doing, Matt? Why why are we spending all this time building it? Why don't we do what we've always done? Let's just go and buy these things. And we're like, well, I said, well, where the hell do you buy websites? You can't, there's no brokers. Brokers didn't even exist back then. And she just said, well, let's do what we've always done. Let's just go door knocking. So that's how we used to buy businesses. We literally drive around industrial areas and quietly approach the owners or send them letters and stuff. So we just started emailing websites in America that were in the niches that we're interested in. 
and we'd just see if they wanted to sell. We'd say, hey, we're a cash buyer. And it worked really well, really, really well. It was just like what we've always done. And coming back to your your question, what was the first sort of site that we bought? So the first site that we actually got into was an information product site. That's the one that Liz built. The first site that we bought was an affiliate site. It just had, so basically we had to drive traffic to what's called an affiliate offer. And it just has a link. Someone clicks on it, it goes over to our affiliate partner and they, if, they, if that person buys something, it's all tracked and we get paid. So literally for us here in Australia, you know, all of a sudden we had a worldwide market 24-7, literally 24-7, you wake up in the morning and there's money in the bank account and it would just, that just blew us away. We were just like, okay, we've hit Nirvana. We were like kids in a candy shop. It was pretty much our ultimate dream goal. It was everything I'd always wanted ever since I've been a kid. I've always been obsessed with the idea of trying to make money out of thin air and that's literally what happened. When we bought that first website, funny story behind that too, because he didn't know how, where to buy websites, Liz just looked on eBay and said, look, where the hell do you go? And it turns out that's where people were selling these websites. I wouldn't recommend you buy a website off eBay these days. It's pretty, like it's a weird spot. That's where she found her first, and it was a guy in America, and he didn't, he was in the same, he just wanted to cash out for 20 grand, and he didn't know where to sell it. So he, because when we spoke to him back then, it was on Skype. Yeah. She said, why'd you put it on eBay? And he said, well, why'd you find me on eBay? Where the, <laughs> where the hell do you sell a website? And it was, yeah, it was really cool. And so we bought that off him. And because Liz had already built a site, she, we knew and, and we're really good at due diligence and everything, we realised he was just, had, it was passive. He didn't really touch it. That site made about $1,000 a month. That's net profit. So we just fixed up the site and basically we just transferred. There was a whole heap of traffic, like visitors going to some very deep internal old pages that he just neglected. He didn't care because he was just making a thousand bucks a month for doing nothing, literally nothing. So we took it over and this is where we got addicted, Nick. And this is to this day, it's still the exact same strategy that we follow. All we did was we just put the main offer on the big money, on the big traffic pages and literally the income went up to $3,000 a month the next month. I, I don't think he's listening, but I hope for his sake he's not. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. at that point, that's when I looked at Liz and said, all right, I think we're on a winner here. Let's just, let's quit buying bricks and mortar. We are doing this now. For, and that's when we just completely went all in on buying up websites. Passive income. That is, I love it. And, and I will say to your listeners, like Nick's saying, it's not strictly passive, like you've got to do a bit of work on these sites. And, and one thing we have noticed over the years, and this is, it's actually a lot of fun though, you, you've got to do a little bit of maintenance on these websites. Please don't, if you're listening, please don't be thinking they're totally passive. They, you know, they can be, but the reality is these days, and this is where the fun is, Nick, this is what we love teaching people. These are investments, when you compare it to shares, where we can add value to them. And that's, I think, a big attraction to us and a lot of our you know, community. You, you can buy these assets and unlike, say, shares or crypto or whatever, I guess in a way they're a bit more like kind of a blending between a real estate and buying a traditional business in that they're semi-passive. So they can just sit there. You don't have to work on them nine to five. So it's perfect if you're looking to transition your career. Um, you know, and you're working long hours. We, we find a lot of people in our community these days work five to nine, not nine to five. And so 
they can do this as a bit of a side hustle in the evenings. And that's the cool thing. Yeah, I think that you're, you're hitting a lot of the, the buzzwords that I mentioned quite a bit. Um, we're going to take a quick break. I want to talk about like startups, what are some due diligence thoughts, how do you actually run the site, and we'll get into those things right after the break. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, welcome back. Still talking to Matt Rad about rad ways to make music do you guys say rad in australia that is cool yeah yeah let's stick with that i like that rad lost itself there for a while but I'm, i want to bring back radical my kids are watching uh teenage mutant ninja turtles and they're always saying radical uh on that so now i'm stuck all right matt you've you've wet the whistle i think i'm excited uh you know we're talking about some side hustles that could truly lead into opportunities to make you fire friendly if you want. You know, you're looking for ways to retire early. This is possibly one of those ways. Maybe you're just looking for one little website that you can work with, you know, after you get off of work and you want to get things going. So I think the question on everyone's mind is what kind of capital are we talking about to get started truly if you want to make some money? Like what? how much do we need to invest here? In our experience of coaching a lot of people through this over the last decade, the best thing to do that I say to beginners is allocate, like buy a first website under $1,000 so you can just learn it. Don't expect to, that's not going to help you quit your job or anything like that. It's not going to make you rich as such. But a, a little site like that, you should be able to get to making like $50 to $100 a month, which is pretty cool because it shows you that you can make money out of thin air. That's what we want people to see. Yeah, there is and a market the there. Pros. There is a base, you know. Yeah. It's Ke- proof I've, of concept. I just did an episode on uh, Bitcoin. I, I had never talked about crypto before. And uh, I had a clip from Kevin O'Leary, who's one of the guys on Shark Tank, m- billion-dollar investor. And he said the same thing you just said. Uh, if you want to get started in crypto, you want to get started in Bitcoin, put in $200, you'll lose it, but you'll learn a lot in the process. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, so that <clears throat> I agree with him totally. That I think it's because if you're seriously wanting, you know, start your own business. It, my experience is there's nothing else like getting online. That nothing beats it. It is so doesn't take a lot of capital. So therefore, it's relatively low risk. Think of a traditional bricks and mortar business. You're up for at least six to seven figures or six figures for something decent. And then what you do is so that that's. 
you don't have to do that with online businesses though. You can start out for under a thousand bucks and then what most of our clients do is they get a bit of confidence and then they'll typically buy up a few websites in that $3,000 to $10,000 range. And that's when you can start to earn, you know, $500 to $1,000. Now, this all takes time because you're learning. If, you, if you're new to this, it's going to take you time to learn it. But that's how you can safely build a portfolio. So, Nick, one of our students, I'll give you a, in, you're asking how much do you need to invest. I've got a really good example We've got one of our students who's a little bit older than probably most of your listeners. He's a chemistry professor here in Queensland. He took a sabbatical, um, Mark, and he invested around 50000 in total. So his first, once he learnt it, his first money-making site was $6,000 and he got that within, within 12 months to making $6,000 a month. So then with that 50000 he from buying a few websites, he got that to an income of around ten dollars to $20,000 a month. It varies. It goes up and down It's because it's, it's seasonal. Around Christmas, you, there's more um, affiliate commissions. And so basically, though, he was able to quit his job after about a year or two. And, and now that, that asset, that $50,000 seed capital, is probably worth around 500000 And he's just reinvesting and taking distributions as needed and living his life. He, he does. He actually coaches for us now part time as well because he loves it. And, and it's funny. His wife had. She works for a, a not for profit, and she just quit her job. I think six months ago to join him and do this as well. So, you know, it's a. It can lead. To, I know most of your listeners may not be thinking about quitting their jobs or whatever. So, but it can start out as a really good side hustle for safely under ten thousand dollars. So, what what does the due diligence process look like? You know, I. You mentioned how you know, in the great financial crisis, every, it was hard to build a website. It's, it's a little bit less hard to build a website now, but you're still thinking that buying the website is worth it. So then if you're going to buy it and you're going to do that, you're, you're doing some DD. You know, what does that process look like? Yep. So that's something we're really passionate about because of our first business where, you know, and buying so many businesses, due diligence is where most people make a big mistake and they don't educate themselves on it. So this is a huge topic. It's one of the main things we teach at the eBusiness Institute. And in terms of due diligence, what you first and foremost got to do is make sure that the claimed profit, we always talk about profit, not sales. So the real money in the back pocket that you're making out of the website, that that's real and that we can expect it to continue. And then also the traffic. We live and breathe by traffic, which is who visits these websites. So in our due diligence, what we teach is you, there's lots of things you can look at in terms of traffic. You can see where people come into the website, what pages they're going to, how long they hang around. And the good news is, whilst there's a lot to learn here, it's way more accurate than bricks and mortar businesses. And that's the other reason why we love teaching beginners this stuff, because every single thing online, when you think about it, is tracked. And so the main tool we use in due diligence is called Google Analytics. Some of you may have heard of that. It's a free program. Most webmasters put it on their website. And literally all you do, Nick, this is a real eye-opener to me. You know, I'm used to coming from a background where you've got to sign non-disclosure agreements and all that sort of stuff before you even get to look at a business that's in bricks and mortar world. With websites, owners are totally open. <laughs> they just literally, if they want to sell it, they say, here's access to our Google Analytics account, here's access to our affiliate bank accounts. And that's literally how you do your due diligence. You just sit there with them on Zoom like this and you know, you'd, you'd look through the accounts, but you actually get logins into their Google Analytics account. So that's pretty cool. And then 
Outside of that, the, the main skill in due diligence, though, is not just checking the red flags like most people think. It's actually when you're buying websites, one of the cool parts of due diligence is looking for the opportunities. What are you going to do with a website when you take it on? And that's, that's really, to me, that's heaps of fun. It's very creative because you get to do keyword research, you look at the marketplace and you think to yourself, all right, if I can double this website, what's it worth to me to buy it for? And that's, that's a constant thing that you're kind of playing with in your mind and it's a lot of fun and we call it looking for diamonds in the rough and you should see some of the, the amazing deals that our clients have gotten like over the years. It is just really cool. You know, <laughs> I just got to mention one. Yeah, sure, go for it. Yeah, Nathan and Alexa, who are millennials, they live the laptop lifestyle now doing all this sort of stuff. And recently they bought a gardening site off here in Australia. It's about native gardening. Now, these two live on a laptop, travel around Europe. They don't know anything about gardening. They bought it off a guy here for 400 bucks, and that site now is hitting $4,000 a month profit. Wow. And that's because they know how to do good due diligence. They're just living out of their caravan in Europe making money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, during COVID, they, they lived, you know, three months at a time till the visas would run out and then they go to the next country and they just do this strategy. They're buying up what we call passion sites. So things about gardening, you know, crafting, stuff like that. And then they have a team of writers. You just hire writers on upwork.com and that's how you basically outsource it. And Maybe not distressed, but you're finding someone who's got this website going and they're maybe they're just a little bit bored and they've... They've kind of run it. They're on their way out. They've found a new passion. Maybe their wife or husband doesn't like the amount of time that they're goofing around with. Like, okay, I'm just going to cash out. And then you come in with a fresh perspective, some fresh eyes. You're like, all right, what can we do with this? So you're almost creating your own own little private equity firm at that point. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's exactly how we view it. It's like you try and build up this portfolio but you don't need millions of dollars to run a private equity firm to do it. You can be buying these sites for, you know, 3000 5000 10000 And pretty, over time, you can build up a really nice solid portfolio, which is an alternative asset class to, say, your traditional real estate or your share portfolio. So we've got people, you know, invested in ETFs, mutual funds. They've got individual yep. shares. They're interested in looking at diversifying their passive income. Like, where do they find you? How can they connect with you to, to learn more about this? Just come over to our website, ebusinessinstitute.com.au. And what I would recommend if, you're, if your listeners are interested in this, do our free masterclass where we go deep into the actual strategy and we show the sorts of sites that we're buying and that our students are buying. But just check us out at the ebusinessinstitute.com.au. And um, on, the, on there somewhere you'll find links to our free masterclass and you can just, it goes for an hour and a half and you can check out how we do everything. Excellent. Matt, thank, I've, I've had fun. Thanks for hopping on. Yeah. You know, maybe next year I'll, I'll see you on some mountain biking trails. Until then, uh, everybody, I, I hope this is, it's a unique way of maybe thinking about making some money. Maybe you hopped on the podcast and you've never thought about being your own business owner. Maybe that scares you a little bit. You know, from what we've heard from Matt, this could be something small to get started with. Find the proof of concept, maybe check out the masterclass and see if it's worth it. You know, I'm, I'm a guy that likes to throw spaghetti in, on the wall and see what sticks, um, especially <laughs> yeah. when you're offering a, a free masterclass to learn that. So if you're interested in expanding your portfolio of passive income ideas, uh, I think Matt and eBusiness has provided that particular opportunity. 
Uh, as always, do your own due diligence and check it out. You've been listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams, so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. This has been Matt Brad, and we'll see you next week. This podcast is produced and published by Oregon Trail Investor in the USA. All information is for entertainment purposes only. The brand My Millennial Investor is used under license. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.